Welcome to the world of Dracul. This is a story of a young woman who came into contact with a mysterious man named Dracul at a ball held in Romania. As her story begins with her first encounter with Dracul, his story unravels as their relationship grows. Previously on Dracul, every evening Funani had met up with Detective Alessio who would receive files and documents for Funani until he finally discovered the connection between Catherine and Dracul. Furthermore, he made another new friend with the village's so-called crazy lady, only for her to be killed by Dracul as well. While grieving, Sartram offers Funani an opportunity to take down Dracul for the well-being of Catherine and others. Denying his offer, Funani experiences alarming changes within him before uncontrollably changing into his beast form, running off as to not be seen by anyone in town. We now pick up where we left off with Catherine's perspective in episode 32. Left alone in Dracul's room, she got up from his bed and made her way into her own room all while thinking about Dracul's incident from the night before. As she changed clothes, a chill ran down her spine. What is it that ails him so? Perhaps having the ability to live forever wasn't as charming as everyone may think it was. After all, whether you cause it or not, everyone else around you passes away and you're stuck in a limbo. Yes, that is true. Huh? Uh, did Catherine just hear me talking to you? Um, well, anyway... <laughs> Determined to find out more, Catherine first made herself a cup of tea and had a light breakfast before heading into the once forbidden room where she learned all about Dracul's true nature. Where does he even go during the daytime? Was he hallucinating? Why did he think something happened to me? Feeling a bit dizzy, she slowed her steps and rested against a wall before continuing on. Entering the cold room, she looked around to find that everything was in a disarray. Huffing, she placed any fallen paintings back on the walls, straightening them out when she heard scratching coming from the closed door. Freezing, she gulped as she trudged over, slowly opening the door which revealed a squeaky little colored eye raven. Oh, Zazu, you scared me. Zazu let out a cheery noise as she walked in, shuddering with the difference in atmosphere. Laughing, Catherine picked her up and placed her on her shoulder as she continued to tidy the room. A strange pit emerged in her stomach when fixing the paintings with Veronica in them. A small voice of insecurity made its way into the back of Catherine's mind. Shaking it off, she reassured herself that she wasn't even sure if being with Dracul was ever going to happen again. Zazu, however, as if she read her mind, gave her an all-knowing look as she rolled her little birdie eyes. Ignoring her, Catherine began to fidget with her clothes as she stared at the desk in the room, 
wondering whether or not she should look through it. Cautiously approaching it, she found an open book on the floor behind the desk with several addresses written inside. Intrigued purely by its age, and nothing else, she began to sift through the pages until she came across a very worn page, as though it had been opened more than the others. She skimmed through the list of names, making sure to read every address and notes written in for them, but one name was nearly illegible. The ink had been rubbed off somehow, leaving small tears in the paper with the letters P-H-I-L on them. She read it three times over to make sure she was seeing the letters in the correct order, which is why she was slow at reading, though she still enjoyed it. Unable to make out the name, she moved on to discover the addresses matched the same address to the little cobblestone house she had been living in before meeting Dracul. Confused yet astonished that the house was as old as it looked, she began to wonder if this person had the house before her ancestors inhabited the place. Hmm. I'll have to ask Dracul when I see him. Putting the book away, she decided she had done enough investigating, per se, and left the room with Zazu still on her shoulder. As she was leaving, she heard banging coming from the main entrance. Frightened, she hurriedly made her way down as Zazu flew out of a nearby window to investigate where the noise was coming from. The banging came again as she neared the entrance, hesitating to open it in case it was Sarcha. A voice sounded from the other side. Catherine! Are you in there? Please. Oh, Sasu? <gasps> Funani? Hastily, she practically ripped the door open from its hinges to find Funani with Zazu perched on his hand. <laughs> Elated, she jumped forward and gave him a hearty embrace, which was returned with the same energy. Realizing how immodest the situation was, she jumped back out of his arms and welcomed him in, blushing. He's a friend she reminded herself. A friend that cares about me. Slapping her cheek, Funani gave her a bewildered look before asking if she was well. As she turned to get a good look at him, she saw that his left eye was partially closed. Funani, I should be asking you that. Your eye. What happened? That I am unsure of. But Catherine, I came to find you and tell you what I've discovered about Dracul about his connection to you. His stomach growled. Oh, of course, you must be starving. I'm not the best cook, but please feel free to sit as I prepare a few eggs and toast. I much prefer it over beans and toast, which was my father's favorite breakfast meal. I'm not sure why though. I think it's positively Catherine, thrill- Catherine, thank you, but I decline. As much as I would love to hear about your fond memories with your family, I'm afraid that today is a conversation for a much darker topic. His eye began to twitch as he sat Catherine down, kneeling in front of her. Catherine, as you know, it is my duty to protect you. You realize that, yes? Catherine's heart skipped. It... it is? Yes, yes of course it is. It is my sole purpose to protect any person or persons from the occult and supernatural, such as those terrible bloodlust beasts oh well not all of them are as you say i'm sure 
Her mind drifted to Dracul. Surely he hasn't killed in so long. Please, wake up from the stream, Catherine. He has and he will. That's what his kind does. The only reason they exist is to prey off of people like you. Pain. Ponani grasped his head as Catherine asked for Odin. I... I don't know. But I fear that somehow I have... wronged fate. Steam began to rise from the top of Ponani's head as he broke out into a cold sweat. Staring at Catherine with great concern, he got up from the ground and told her to stay away as he fell onto the floor, writhing in pain. Distressed, Zazu and Catherine both ran to his aid when Zazu began to make her warning cry, nudging Catherine's feet away from Fulani. Catherine! He cried out as his muscles contorted. Go! As Zazu released a final warning cry, Catherine ran up the stairs, away from Funani when he spoke once more. Beware, Sartrum. He is planning something. With that, Funani's screams turned monstrous as he transformed into a lycanthrope right before Catherine's eyes. Horrified, Catherine froze as Zazu flew circles around her in a protective manner. Slowly, the beast that was once Funani plowed towards her growling as its left eye turned from gold to red. Oddly enough, this beast stopped in its tracks, holding its head in its hands until it finally looked back at Catherine, both eyes now gold. Letting out a soft whimper, the beast turned and ran out the open entrance, making great speed as it was no longer seen within a matter of seconds. Finally, Zazu slowed down and perched on Catherine's shoulder, nuzzling her. What was that? Dazed, she stood there for a second longer, trying to process everything that had just happened when she remembered his warning. Beware, Sartrum. He's planning something. He's planning something. Shuddering. The words echoed in her mind as she transported to their last encounter when he was trying to force himself onto her and glamour her. Dracul! Running upstairs, she was determined to find Dracul even if the sun was still out. If Unani discovered something was wrong with Sartrum, surely that was enough to persuade Dracul to wake up and figure something out with her. Barging into his room, she looked around to find any hidden entrances or clues as to where he could be resting. Wait, the shattered wood! Initially, she thought this area was a fireplace or a project he was working on when she looked inside the gaping hole to find a set of stairs that spiraled downwards into the dark. Gulping, she fidgeted with her clothes as she walked in, only for Zazu to jump down from her shoulder, giving her a pleading look. She beckoned Zazu to enter with her, but was shown that it wasn't feasible. When Zazu did try to take a step into the hole, all color drained from her as she appeared to be like any other raven. Only this caused her great discomfort, looking drained with each passing second. Picking up Zazu, Catherine placed a tiny kiss on her forehead as she took her back out of the hole, promising to return. She returned her journey down the stairs until she could hear Zazu's worried cries no more.
cold breeze enveloped Catherine, and the hardened scent of Dracul slowly revealed itself. Scarily enough, it almost felt like these cold breezes were actually grabbing onto her arms, but she couldn't tell if they were pushing or pulling her away. Finally, she entered a dimly lit space with only a mirror on one wall and a coffin directly across from it. Feeling the urge to turn and run, Catherine fidgeted once more before forcing herself to venture on. Each step was greeted with hesitation, as her feet weighed a thousand pounds. After what seemed like an eternity, she reached the coffin. Wiping off her sweaty hands, she took a few deep breaths as she tried to lift up the heavy wooden lid, only to discover that it was locked. Somewhat relieved, she turned to leave when behind her came the sound of the coffin lid unlocking. Freezing, she watched in horror as the mirror in front of her showed a disheveled woman with long black hair slowly twisting the key to the lock on the coffin. It turned to look at Catherine first with a smile, until Catherine gasped, recognizing the woman from the paintings. Catherine could see her own breath. Veronica? Angered, the spirit turned fully to look at Catherine, but when Catherine whipped around, the apparition was gone. It didn't appear in the mirror either. Instead, the lid creaked open as Catherine carefully approached the coffin. She peered over, looking inside to find a lively Dracul with rosy cheeks and a rosy nose resting on the bed of the coffin, resting in peace. Thank you for listening to episode 35 of Dracul. What in the holy name of pizza just happened? Seriously, what's going on? Is every single mythical creature now losing their minds? I don't understand. And that spirit, was that actually Veronica? Stay tuned for future episodes by subscribing to the podcast on the platform you're listening to it on. All narration, writing, and music is composed by Priscilla Ibarra. Certain sound effects are from the website Zapsplat. A huge thank you and shout out to my friend and former colleague Edwin DePaz for performing Dark Romance specifically for this podcast. Being a grad student is a lot of fun, but it is also very daunting. Wish me luck! <laughs>